our places change too. And so what might've been the perfect place when you were raising kids uh, could be absolutely the wrong place now for a variety of different reasons. Um, and there are situations where your four walls, perhaps your house work, works great, but maybe your neighborhood has changed. Maybe your metropolitan area has changed and it's no, not as desirable to you at that point. Or to flip it the other side, you know, maybe you, you still love the metropolitan area you're part of, but just your house, if that's what you live in, isn't the right place. It's too much space or there's stairs or all sorts of things. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Ryan Frederick. He's the founder and CEO of HERE, which provides consumer content to help in making wise choices about where and how to live with a particular focus on the second half of life. You can find a free assessment on your current home, as well as other content, at www.here.life. Ryan's been in the housing and longevity field for nearly 20 years, and he's a graduate of Princeton University and Stanford Business School. And he focuses on the intersection of place and healthy longevity. He's the author of the best-selling book, Right Place, Right Time, The Ultimate Guide to Choosing a Home for the Second Half of Life. Ryan, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, Jackie, thank you for, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for, for including me. So just to start us off, can you talk a little bit about what drew you to the field of housing and longevity? How did you get started? You know, Jackie, I I have um, a mind that for the most part is um, planning oriented and strategic, but that's not how I found myself in this <laughs> field. Uh, I, to make a long story short, I was, uh, I trained as an electrical engineer and worked in Silicon Valley for a bit, but um uh, that, uh, kind of Silicon Valley craziness wasn't really, I, I found that it didn't tap into my greatest desires. And so I went back to business school and then was really curious about, uh, just this mega trend of people living longer. And what does that mean for our society? Uh, seeing part of it through my grandparents and so on. Uh, and I, then I got to, I also thought about the, the role of place, in that and had worked for um, a couple of senior housing companies, one of which I actually uh, lived, one of which I lived in a senior living community for for part of a summer. Uh, I was the only person under 75 uh, and only male actually in my wing uh, that particular summer. So I got exposed to it directly, Jackie. Um, But what I've seen over time is just place has this pretty profound impact on our, you know, day-to-day experience in a number of different ways. And that's what 
one thing has led to another. And, and that's really where I found uh, today, I find my, my passion around helping people think about this in, 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 uh, in key ways. Oh, that's wonderful. I think actually I've, I've heard a little bit about your story through someone else. And I'm not sure where, but the idea that the living in the seniors uh, community and being the only one there in your age group, that, that struck me. I've heard that before. So somewhere I was, uh, I was introduced to that, I think. Yeah. There aren't many of us out there that have spent no. uh, part of our twenties living in a senior living community. So I know a lot of people talk about aging in place and preparing for you know retirement in that way, but you're taking it to a much deeper level. I think you're you're thinking about all sorts of other things. I, you know, I am Jackie, and I and I think, um, gosh, where do I begin on this? You know, I think that uh, I've spent a lot of time, uh, uh, just like you have, kind of studying the tenets of what I'll describe as healthy longevity. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, one of these trends, uh, which I mentioned earlier about around increasing lifespan, um, is, is on the surface, uh, a great thing. However, if we don't also have correspondingly long health span and wealth span, uh, it raises this question about what, what quality of life is that if we're living longer? And when you look at the research around healthy longevity, you know, it really speaks to the importance of having purpose at every stage in life, being socially connected uh, at every stage in life, uh, being physically active, having some financial resources and, and place it, it I, I found it to be foundational for a lot of that, because uh, as you think about what purpose you might want to have uh, beyond retirement, um, you know, that, that can be a, a, not necessarily a straightforward question for some people to answer. And if you're around people that have similar interests as yours, answer that question a similar way around, around purpose. Well, that might be a better place, you know, for you to reside than one in which we really have few commonalities for those around you. So I see, I see where you live defined as not just your four walls, but, you know, your neighborhood, your metropolitan area, uh, your, whether you're in a suburban, urban, uh, 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 rural area, uh, what region of a country, uh, what, what country, you know, for that matter, all of that is a composite that makes up your place. And, and when you mention uh, aging in place, uh, the vast majority of people, uh, according to ARP and some other organizations, have, have their data suggests that uh, people would prefer to, to age in place. And in some cases, that means kind of aging in their current communities. Uh, in other cases, it means aging in, in their same four walls. And, and as I've uh, thought about this, and as I've wrote the book, uh, I, I challenge some of that in the sense that there may be some level of, of, of peace of mind that one has being in the same physical dwelling that they may have been in for decades. But if it means that you don't have the purpose that you could have, if it means that you're socially isolated, if it means you're not as physically as active and so on, it may not be the best place for you to thrive in this next chapter of life. So uh, place is profoundly impactful. And, and, I, and I do believe that 
that aging in place, while it may work for some, for the vast majority of people, it really isn't the best strategy if you're looking to make the most of these this healthy longevity. So the idea, I, I was looking at your um, website, actually, and I was reading some of the blog posts, and I like the idea of anywhere people and somewhere people. To me, that that kind of hit home because I think in my own family and my husband and I, he's kind of an anywhere person. He'll be happy wherever he happens to be, whereas I have particular things that are important to me. And I think that um, that might be something that's hard to balance out for a lot of couples. Jackie, you're so right. And when I wrote the book, um, you know, I I feel it's been awesome to hear the response from readers and the way it's impacted their lives. And and that's why I'm in this. I really want to have a positive impact on the world. Um, But I have learned a lot more uh, since I've written the book. And this idea of the somewhere, anywhere uh, person, which we'll uh, unpack here in just a second, is not something I talk about in the book. It was something that became more clear uh, afterwards. Um, and, and and to go into that for a moment, uh, I found that there are some people, we'll call them somewhere people, where they have a very distinctive uh, emotional connection uh, and beyond that, that, that helps them really appreciate what home means to them. In a, in a fairly constrained geographic radius. And uh, and then there are others that uh, I describe as anywhere people where they're open to new places, new adventures for periods of time. And then there are other also, uh, to add another nuance, I believe there are anywhere people looking for us, looking for their somewhere. And this idea that you may be kind of untethered at the moment, but you would like to have a spot that has deeper roots. And and so one of the the pieces of this journey, uh, and again, it matters, I believe, so much here in the context of healthy longevity, just giving place its respect as a key foundation in your decision-making is you may find that you think about it one way and you may find that your partner or spouse thinks about it a different way. And, and so there's some definitely some complexity in that, Jackie, that's not unusual. So it requires uh, uh, more communication uh, between spouses and partners. Um, when there is a material difference, what can happen is uh, it, it creates inertia such that whatever you wherever you currently are is what you continue to do. And in some cases, that's okay. But in other cases, uh, you know, it's not. I know uh, even the context of my marriage, um, I'm in my late 40s and we've got three high school kids uh, and my wife and I, we we relocated about three years ago from the East Coast, the Mid-Atlantic to to Central Texas, Austin in particular. And in our story, it was one where um, I, I, it made sense for us to move for me professionally because I was doing more work nationally and to be able to travel more places and so on was important. But also we reached a point where our current place really wasn't um, a great fit for my wife in particular. And I, uh, and so I needed to honor that as we went through our journey. And so it took a lot of discussion and, and planning and, 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 and in terms of um, 
choosing our new spot and also being thoughtful about how to engage our new spot. So these are big things. This is not, they're, they're not, they're not, I, I, to give them the respect, it means that oftentimes it is complicated. And, and if you move too quickly to necessarily move someplace, you can make mistakes, you know, along the journey there too. And that has its own set of consequences. Definitely. And let's, let's talk about your book because there's a lot more to the book and to the choices that you make than just the right place. There's, there's so many more things that, that go into making the place the right place because you can be in the right place right now, but it's not going to be the right place all the time. Yeah. And, and I, I love uh, the focus of your podcast, Jackie, because I think that oftentimes, or at least sometimes people, um, they focus on the financial aspects of retiring and then they've retired, but it may not be all that they hoped it would be. And even that term retirement is a bit of a, a loaded term because, you know, it means if you go into the Webster's Dictionary, it means to withdraw, you know, to some degree to kind of disappear. I, I recall, you know, here in the States, uh, we had the baseball playoffs um, a month or so ago and a batter hit a ball out to the outfield and the announcer said, uh, the batter's ball has been caught. The batter is retired. Like he, he vanished from the scene. <laughs> and, and when you look at the research around purpose and, and, and so on, it, it's, it's all about being engaged. It's all about having these causes that are greater than yourselves, whether it's related to your family or, or other things. Um, and so I think that as, as we think about this broader lens of what does it mean to really thrive in the second half of life, uh, place is foundational, like we're talking about, and it, and it, it requires um, some level of self-reflection because, you know, we change over time, partners change over time as well. And then we have to be to some degree, uh, little mini, uh, uh, economists and sociologists because our places change too. And so what might've been the perfect place when you were raising kids, uh, could be absolutely the wrong place now for a variety of different reasons. Um, and there are situations where your four walls, perhaps your house work, works great, but maybe your neighborhood has changed. Maybe your metropolitan area has changed and it's no, not as desirable to you at that point. Or to flip it the other side, you know, maybe you, you still love the metropolitan area you're part of, but just your house, if that's what you live in, isn't the right place. It's too much space or there are stairs or all sorts of things. And so there's a, some level, I think it's important to acknowledge that you change and places change and it takes some calibration to make sure that you're in the right place. You know, in some cases, Jackie, it doesn't necessarily mean, in fact, most cases, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to physically move. In some cases, it means you can make adjustments to your current place or you reorient yourself to your current place. You get involved in a different set of activities than you have in the past. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean, I'm not suggesting, you know, this is not Ryan Frederick saying, oh gosh, you know, you need to move physically somewhere else. Not necessarily, but I think it really helps to, to be uh, thoughtful about, you know, what, 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 it's, what it takes to really thrive in your current stage and even around the corner as you make plans for place. Do you find um, that people that you talk to are receptive of this idea or, 
or tend to balk at the idea that, you know, maybe I need to move? Great question, uh, Jackie. You know, the the, the book um, uh, and and the 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 well, the book is focused on people in in the second half of life, and I look at that in the sense of um, uh, really em- empty nesters or pre-empty nesters, where they're planning in advance, and then pre-retirees, retirees, really people. I would say, you know, fifty and above. And I think you find some people, Jackie, where they're they're ready for a change, and they and and they're like, okay, we're and that may happen more, say in your fifties and sixties. You're like, okay, I know we need to be somewhere different, uh, downsize. There's just it it's becomes obvious to an individual or a couple. And then I think you find people in their mid seventies or so where they may have made a, a commitment to a place, or maybe their plan has been to age in place. And in that context, they may not have given enough thought previously, and now they're confronting some of the trade-offs of their current place. And so I think you find, I found that you get people more broad strokes here, but you get people in their 50s and 60s are like, okay, we're ready for the next adventure. And then you get people more in their 70s, let's say, that are maybe coming to grips with some of the downsides of their current place and are recognizing that a, a, a plan for the future would be wise. And in some cases, that cohort might be pushed out of their current place, whereas the earlier cohort might feel more pulled you know, out to the next adventure. But it really depends. I think that, but there are, I found, um, there's actually quite a number of people uh, across the country and 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 really globally that are are that this question is high on their list right now. Two sets of questions. One question is, how do I really thrive in this longer life? And the second the second question, which can be related to the first, but also can be independent of the first, which is, where should I do that? Uh, where where should my place really be in this? And so I think it's it's and, and the pandemic, of course, has put a spotlight on on place as well recognize it makes a difference i think that's a that's a big key actually the the pandemic has put a big spotlight on whether it's a good place or a bad place i think a lot of people are finding that it's really not necessarily where they want to be spending their time because they've just had to do it for so long now and that's and that's led to um an interesting piece of this jackie which is we had pre-pandemic we had pandemic and I'm not sure what we are supposed to call this because it doesn't feel like fully post-pandemic. But um, but as a society, we're you know we're grappling with well, what? How should we live our lives now? And for those that work full time, part time, there's more work that we can do effectively without necessarily having to go to a physical office. And and yet, uh, we also need to be mindful of of that importance of that social connection. And so if we've picked a spot that's remote on a hill with beautiful view, great. But if you're not around any people, uh, you know, it, it really makes our difference. Uh, the research around how our, our minds are wired to spend time with people in person, how we pick up on body language, how there's these different cues. Like, and it's not just close relationships. Uh, you know, it is, it's even those more uh, casual connections can also elevate your personal well-being. 
So it's there's a lot there as we sorted out as a society and, and each of us ha- figured out individually. One of the things that I um, that I thought was interesting, I, I took your home assessment when uh, when I saw it online, and I think it's it's interesting how the different um, different categories, the social connection, the physical well being, and the financial well being, at least for me, seem to be balanced, but not nearly as high as maybe they they could be in an ideal situation. Um, whereas purpose is kind of falling off the end of the scale because I'm at a point right now where I'm, I think I know what I want to do, but I've got to figure out how to do it. And because of that, I find it interesting that my, my place, I, I'm obviously not in the right place because it's, you know, way on the other end of the scale, but your talk about the somewhere people and the anywhere people and the anywhere people who want to be kind of a, a somewhere I think I think that's what it's telling me that I've you know that I found I can go just about anywhere but there's somewhere that I want to be and it's it's just not here and and I think I'm finding that with a lot of people that they're they're just feeling kind of lost right now I don't know there wasn't really a question there (laughs) no no but I can respond to it I mean I think it's I think there's two sides of this, Jackie. I think there's a piece where, and I emphasize this in the book, Right Place, Right Time, that you know most of the research around healthy longevity, it's not about your genes. It's about your lifestyle. Uh, you know, One research uh, uh, study in particular points to the fact that 93%, particularly uh, once you're middle-aged and above, 93% of your longevity is linked to these lifestyle habits, not your DNA. So it's, do you have purpose? Are you socially connected? Are you physically active? Do you feel financially secure? And so on. And and so there's, I find that encouraging because it means that we have agency on this. Um, On the other hand, you know, it's it's daunting. Like, where do I begin? And and if if some questions are so big, then uh, inertia can take on and you don't make progress in any of it. And so I talk a bit in the book and, and I do, I have a, a blog uh, I, I post every other week here to help people on this journey. And, and so one, one piece I, I, I speak to is, um, is this idea of design thinking. And design thinking is a term that's been used uh, largely in uh, uh, professional circles. It's around innovation. It's around, you know, you have an idea, you have a hypothesis around it, you build a prototype, and then you go see if it works or not. And then you learn from it, you tweak it, you build your next prototype. And I think that's really part of our personal opportunity. And that's a reason that assessment tool that I created online initially was just in the book, but I got so much positive response from it that I realized I'll just make that available for people so they can start the journey, just get a sense of where might they be on this. And, And how can you start to have uh, different next steps related to it. Um, I am uh, here in Austin going to be uh, piloting um, uh, a series of, of workshops uh, the beginning of, of 2023 this year. And uh, and so it's because part of it, I, I believe um, there... The, the book, I think, is really helpful for people, uh, as is, I know, some of the content on the website. But in some cases, people need a little more handholding. 
how should I do this next? And so uh, I'm led to believe that workshops may be a way to help people on that journey. So it is, it can be daunting, particularly if you're uh, an anywhere person and you know your current place, but I would just encourage people to use that design thinking approach of like, what are some little things I can do and learn from? What are some of those next steps I can take? Uh, and recognize that uh, if, if it does require a physical move, you know, particularly to a metropolitan area that you're not part of, uh, don't make a brash decision. You know, maybe look at it, look at it over a period of time. Okay, what might be some things I could do to test this out over a year or so? So if I do want to make uh, that decision, I'm pretty confident that that's the right decision for me. And also, you know, do it in such a time where you have a window in which if there is a home sale involved, you know, you, you're able to do that uh, uh, and not necessarily stock in a, a down, you know, economic cycle too. So you got to think about that as well. I think that's uh, that's something that we're kind of going through personally, because like I said, I, I, I want to go somewhere. I want to do something different. And my husband is kind of wondering, well, you know, what if it doesn't work? And I just looked at him and said, then we go somewhere else. <laughs> it hadn't really been, you know, at the top of his idea list, you know, hopping around from place to place, but you know, you never know. You never know. And I think that's, but a lot of that talking together and, and recognizing, um, like you point out, what's the downside risk of doing that, but also what's the downside risk of doing nothing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I really, you know, part of my methodology here is taking help, encouraging people to take a deep dive on their current place where that assessment's a good start. And then from there, you can start to think about what are other options and how do they, how do they compare on a, on a relative basis? So one of the other things that I, that I read um, on your blogs was um, about the, uh, the next step, taking the next step. And you talked about the knowing doing gap. And I think you were kind of alluding to that a little while ago, you got all these ideas and how do you actually put it in, in place? And I think that's a, that's a big step for a lot of people is that inertia kind of kicks in and it's like, well, things are pretty good here. Why would I change it? Yeah. And so that's why I think you have maybe three groups, Jackie, you have a group that, and this assumes that everyone has an option, which I think is important to say, like, you know, oftentimes we have more options than we realize we have, but there is some presumption of some economic means where you could do something differently. Um, but I think that said, there's probably three groups here. There's a group that is maybe so miserable in their current place that they know there's a better option. Yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's a group that's like so happy where they are that maybe there's some tweaking. But generally, like it's not a major change. And then you have this group in the middle where it's kind of good, but not perfect. And is it really worth the effort and risk of doing something differently? And I think what part of what happens, particularly with that middle group, is that um, uh, that middle group, if they don't think as much about two things, one, how things may be different in the next five years. So that would change this calibration. Maybe there's a change in the family or life circumstances. Maybe there's a health condition that like life changes. And so being prepared for what that's like, or secondarily, um, understanding what would it be like if we had, for example, 
a situation where we could be around more people that we would enjoy spending time with? Or what if it was easier to be more physically active year round? Like if you start to imagine these other places, you then can start to see, well, actually, maybe there's a gap here that's big enough to justify further exploration. And so I think for, for my book and, and the content that I have, you know, part of it is just helping people see that where we live and how we engage this, the place is much more important than I think most people realize. And then from that, how can people make better decisions knowing that they're maybe in the wrong place, that miserable category I mentioned earlier, yeah. but also that really big category in the middle, you know, could it be better? And encouraging people to start a process of how could how, how could that happen? I think there you you might run into some people, of course, who think could it be better, but then on the other side, what if we move? It could be a whole lot worse. And you know, it's, they're always going to be those. I think you. It is, and I think there's a piece um, which is uh, speaks to our. Uh, uh, our innate personality uh, characteristics and traits. Some of them are more risk bearing, you know, than others. Um, And there's also, you know, life circumstances too. Um, But I think if, if the idea is like our society wasn't designed is it, it, whether it's the U S or Canada, it really wasn't designed with this idea that people are going to be living hundred plus year lives. The suburbs were never designed with that in mind. And so it means now that we have to be pioneers to some degree to craft the right place to help make the most of our lives. And so in that sense, like per the beginning of our conversation, that's where aging in place sometimes just falls flat, is that being in the same single family home for many decades just may not be the the right place at these different stages in life. I think it's definitely something that uh, people should be spending a lot more time thinking about either, you know, before they need to make a decision so that they've got, you know, all the different little boxes ticked and all the things thought of that, you know, could potentially happen. And it's in terms of the book, um, it's, it's a really hopeful read. You know, it's not the, it's not about the, the sky is falling because you know, there's a, actually one of the most popular blogs on on the here life uh, uh, here website is around the U-shaped happiness curve, and it's something that's not very well understood. But it's a global phenomenon that people have a certain level of happiness in their 20s, and then it has a a bit of a precipitous decline through your late 40s and 50s. I like to think it has something to do with having teenagers in the house, <laughs> and then. And then it and then it picks up again and to the point where people in their 70s and 80s and beyond have a higher reported uh, level of uh, um, happiness or, or personal well-being than they have at any point in their life. And, and so that narrative says, as, as we age, it's not something to fear. Sure, life changes and there's different circumstances, but actually the people that are there, they, they tend to like it. And, and so that, that suggests that maybe you want to lean into this and be smart about those set of decisions as it plays out. So, um, but, but, but there is, you know, a, a lot to consider, no doubt, but it, this is, this is a decision. If you get this decision, right. If you get place working for you and you get the, the, um, the tailwind, it just, it makes it easier to find your purpose. It makes it easier to be socially connected, physically, all those things. And the and the and their verse is true too. If you're in a spot where all those things are harder, 
you know, that also probabilistically is going to impact not only the length of your life, but the quality of life over time. And why would you want to have that long life if your quality is poor? Just like we started. You want to be doing something. Yeah, that's right. It's not just lifespan. It's what about health span and wealth span as well. And, and, and it's, and if, if you knew, you know, you're only going to live another year or so, maybe that decision doesn't matter as much, but with people living longer, it's not like, you know, you, you retire at 65, let's say, and then you live to 67. That's not, no. it's not how, how it is these days. So this is a decision that, that if you get right, you know, you really could have uh, some real benefit from. Exactly. I think that's wonderful. Ryan, thank you so much for uh, spending some time chatting with me. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners uh, about things you've got going on uh, before we go? I'll make sure that the book is in, in the show notes. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, I, uh, um, the, I encourage people to go to the, the, the website here, H-E-R-E dot life, L-I-F-E website. And, and there you'll, uh, definitely encourage people to take this to self-assessment. It takes a couple of minutes. It's pretty quick. And then you get a graph that comes back, uh, as well as with some immediate suggestions, whether that means you ideas to improve your current place, or maybe even some ideas if it's appropriate to think about other places too. It's a, it's a quick kind of, uh, uh, I think effective way to, to do uh, some level setting. Um, and then, uh, as I said, I'm, 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 uh, working on some, uh, workshops this year to help people take that next step. Uh, uh, the, the, those are currently based in Austin, Texas. Um, but that may evolve to other locations over time too. But if that's something your readers or listeners would be interested in, um, we'd love to hear about that too. Uh, and then, you know, just as you mentioned the book as well. So um, uh, just right place, right time, the ultimate guide to choosing a home in the second half of life, uh, Amazon, as well as another number of popular bookstores have it. And that goes into greater, greater detail, but there's a lot of content just on the here website. And, and la last, last piece on that is um, uh, my, my company used to be called smart living 360. And now it's here. And the reason I've done that is because two things, one, uh, really the content I have is around place and here makes the more direct connection to what that's about. But also um, is though the book is written about the second half of life, I believe that this impact of place is critical no matter what age and stage in life. And so you'll see that with some of the content. It's just, it's really about, about place and healthy longevity, whether, whether you're in your seventies and this is relevant, whether you're in your fifties, whether you're in your forties, whether someone's graduated just from college and they're trying to sort out what's the best place to be, where you live and how you engage, it really matters. So uh, I see this Jackie as a movement to help people elevate the importance of place in, in their decision-making ultimately in their well-being. Wow. Well, fabulous. Thank you so much, Ryan. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. I, my, my pleasure. I re really appreciate what you're doing. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.